witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Here's the thing, not to make it political or anything. That's okay. We're probably going to cut all this anyways, because we definitely um, didn't say hi. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Just a ramble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, Holly, how's it going? I mean, I've I've been better. How are you? Fair enough. I'm I'm tired. I went back to work this week, and it was a busy week at work. And yeah, so any time that it's a busy week at work, you kind of feel a little bit burnt out by the end of it. So today was my first day back in the salon since December 18th. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because it just so happened that like just the way everything fell. uh, Christmas Day landed on a Saturday. Yeah. New Year's Day landed on a Saturday. Yeah. Two stat Saturdays in a row. So I didn't have to work at the salon. So Ah, there you go. Yeah, and that week between Christmas and New Year's, like we did fucking nothing at my other job. (laughs) We close an hour early every Every day. day. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I mean, I was off work from December twenty third till Tuesday. Oh my god, (laughs) it was lovely. But also, it was crazy because it's like great to be on vacation, but then. You know, your first week back from vacation, you're like trying to get yourself back. Still into in vacation like, brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally vacation brain. But as things happened in accounting, it was month end. So it was like, you're not a vacation brain. You have to use your entire brain right now. Go. <laughs> it was like, fuck. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. I, mean, I can't complain. How dare you take the month end off? <laughs> yeah, <right. You> have- <laughs> but the whole like the whole department was gone so that just made it even more fun that none of us were there for a while but yeah no it's good it's good other than that i redid my office over the the break there it's very exciting yeah the office was definitely this like um culmination of like shit i just didn't know what to do with in my house and it just became this like dumping ground additionally it was like this dumping ground of furniture that i've had since i was like 15 years old like alex and i have had since we were like they were in like our children's bookshelves yeah Yeah, yeah. we're in like children's bedrooms and stuff and i was just like i fucking hate it and nothing Mm -hmm. matched and it felt so disconnected (laughs) from the rest of my house that i was like ah yeah but being in school i have to spend hours in there and i hated it i hated it so much and now it's like my favorite place in the house awesome yeah i I can't wait to do something like that to this room because this room is uh she needs work ah it takes time buddy functional right absolutely. now functioning for what we are doing using it for absolutely but i would very much like it to be aesthetic you know aesthetically we'll get there pleasing. you and i will put some good time and some good money into making it aesthetically oh, yeah. pleasing i'm gonna get mike to change that light fixture sooner I, than later i love the top of it so much yeah but the the fixture can come off yeah yeah i hope you keep the top of it at oh, least yeah, I am. it's beautiful yeah, that's it's beautiful yeah definitely <laughs> just look at it for the- nice i'm trying to figure out what color i want to paint this room we were talking about it but yeah. we were sending each other pictures back and forth there i have an idea that is a little out there i'm in we're both kind of out there <laughs> um in general i was kind of thinking black i'm in <laughs> can we do wild? one of them a chalk wall oh maybe like do black but you can have one yeah. of the blacks be a chalk wall yeah do some cool shit Something like that. Because I was just thinking, like, if we're going to have, like, I kind of want to do, like, a gallery wall. And, yeah. Like, shelves of stuff. Anyway, yeah. So, like, that way the things are the, what brings the color into it. And then yeah. the wall is just, like, it's black. It's yeah. black. 
as long as you're cool with this room being dark but the nice thing is you have two really nice windows in here that let Big lots windows, of lights let in. lots of light in maybe white curtains yeah right yeah or even just colored curtains yeah because everything looks good with black yeah. i am so in for black i mean yeah i feel like it'd be cool right? 10 out of 10 i'm in have you ever seen that black paint that i don't know what it's called i think it's called like black I know 2.0 exactly. no you're talking about vanta black the black is black or something like that yeah so the first <laughs> i know about this yes where it like literally okay. takes like does not allow for any type of light reflection on it so vanta black was yeah. created by one guy named uh normish kapoor or something like that okay and he had a patent on this black the only way you could get vanta black yeah was to ask him to let you use it really and you typically had to pay a lot of money for him to let you use it as one does as it is so <laughs> this one guy um in a in a way what is the guy's name though that i have to know because i definitely whatever kapoor was probably not the right name <laughs> just coming up with shit aren't you i do know this because i followed this uh this whole uh thing where it's just like it's the blackest black yeah no it's black 2.0 this is what no, i'm talking I, about i know so the creator anish kapoor is anish who made kapoor. Vanta, pa- vanta black yeah so and you had to get a you had to get him to allow you to use vanta black okay the person that created black 2.0 yeah <laughs> did it to spite anish kapoor hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah fuck you and, and your black and the only um stipulation in order to use black 2.0 is that you cannot give it or sell it or offer it in any other way to Anish Kapoor. Amazing. Like, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he can't have it. Yeah. Everyone the rest else of the world can, but he cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So like my favorite level of petty. Yeah. <laughs> he also That's made my the, level of petty. He's also the person that made the the, gri- the pink is pink. Oh, yeah. really? Not cool. Anish Kapoor, but the guy that made the black 2.0. 2.0. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. I've seen so many things where people have like painted like a um, like movie theater rooms and stuff with it. Did you see the house that was painted in Vanta <laughs> Black? Like the outside of the house, it was just a fucking void in the street. <laughs> just a void. Well, well, that's a black, black hole. It was a fucking void. <laughs> There's nothing there. Amazing. Could you imagine your neighbors are like those Stepford people that are like, don't have your children outside because they don't like the noise, and you just like paint your house Vanta Black, You're fucking like, Vanta Black. Imagine what you. the HOA would say. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck with me. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. You can't even see it. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> what? Where? I don't see it. <laughs> I don't. All I see is black. Yeah. <laughs> black like my soul. <laughs> You can't have those shutters. What shutters? I see a red house and I want to paint it Vanta Black. <laughs> Fuck Vanta Black. Black 2.0 yeah, only. I want to paint it Black 2.0. <laughs> it doesn't, no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. Oh, Damn it, Anish. <laughs> Fucking bish. Anish the bish. Oh, no. Awesome. This, this is what's going to get us our cease and desist. <laughs> I'm trying really hard for you. <laughs> Good luck finding me, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know my address, motherfucker. I don't even know where my I'm ma- going to work. My mailbox and my house are in two different locations. <laughs> my address doesn't show up on Google Maps or Apple Maps. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> Good luck. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it for the week then, hey? Okay. So going with the theme of our last two episodes, I 
I really loved your episode last week about kind of sharing personal experience and kind of taking sections of that kind of, uh, what's the best way to put it? Overly broad episode we did about just like the pillars of magic. Okay. Yeah. And then breaking it down further. So I took a little inspo from you ah. <laughs> and decided that this week we're going to talk about green witchcraft, Ooh. which the reason I wanted to talk about green witchcraft is a, that I love it so much. It's kind of the witchcraft that f- for me is kind of where I see myself fitting into witchcraft. Okay, yeah. The other reason I wanted to talk about green witchcraft is because when I was re-listening to that episode, I kind of had this like, I don't want to call it like an epiphany, but it's kind of what it was where I was like green witchcraft kind of fits into all of these and none of these simultaneously. And I was like, I think we need to cover it a little bit. So that's what we going to do. Okay. (laughs) All right. So what is green witchcraft? Really? Let's start there. So green witchcraft is trying to live harmoniously in tandem with nature and the elements and earth, Ooh. right? So it's all about using nature as the center and the pillar of the practice. Yeah. Right? So it's quite interesting, actually. So the actual definition of, of green witchcraft is a person who studies and works with the natural world as a pillar of their craft. Also... Throughout history, the term witch has been such a loaded word and a loaded way to describe yourself that throughout history, green witches or practitioners of green witchcraft have taken on a multitude of different names, some of them being midwives, midwife, wise men or women, healers, herbalists, shamans. Mm-hmm. Apothecaries, 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 apothecaries. Yeah, got you. Um, and medicine men and women. Yeah, right. So there's been many forms of people who study and use plants and the natural world in their craft. Call themselves. They do have a few things in common, and that's that they study their local plants and foods to see what effects they had on our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. So these people are also usually sought out for counsel, whether that be like medicinally or spiritually. Oh, again, because a lot of them were seen as healers, right? When we talk about traditional, like you could think about, you know, ancient Chinese medicine. Yeah. Right. A lot of them were herbalists, right? Using a lot of herbs and local plants and local tinctures to heal either emotional or physical ailments. So that's kind of the definition. So now that we have a decent idea of what green witchcraft is, I kind of wanted to talk about at least my experience into figuring out green witchcraft, what it is. Your journey so far. Yeah, my journey thus far into it. And then to wrap up this episode, I put together a list of a bunch of really cool herbs and their magical purposes that I'm going to tell you. Cool. Yeah. I'm here for it. Because I'm like, yeah, fucking A. And I the the herbs that I chose to share are very common. Like found like at the grocery store? Absolutely found at the grocery store. So. Dope. Anybody could use some grocery them. store easy yes. witchcraft because like some stuff is like I don't know where to fucking find that. Yeah, well, and it's also some things are outrageously expensive oh, because yeah, here's definitely. the thing: is that in modern magic, 
again, like anything, there are people who take advantage and there are people who are looking at witchcraft as an aesthetic rather than a way of life or a way of being. And a lot of people want to try to adhere to this kind of aesthetic. And people are taking advantage of that by selling herbs at these outrageous premiums and telling people that if you buy basil from the fucking grocery store, that it's not magical. Which, like, first of all, magic has no fucking rules. There are no no rules. It says you have to buy a $90. I saw it, Holly. A $90 bundle of fucking rosemary. And I was like, you could buy rosemary for like 90 cents, (laughs) like fresh rosemary for 90 cents. And you're trying to sell dried rosemary bundles for $90. Yeah. So just in the same way that we were talking about it in our last episode about people taking advantage of people's grief and, and sorrow. Yeah. People are also will take advantage of being trendy if you will exactly yeah right it's it's the it's the trend right now exactly so to kind of start this off I want to talk about my personal connection because as I was researching and as I have been learning about green witchcraft I think I've said it before but I think I've been a green witch my whole life and I just never knew it so like as a kid I always felt this like really strange connection to the earth and just being outside so whether that was I constantly ate you know plants like I constantly ate vegetables and fruits directly off of the plants out of the garden like my mom and my nana always had this big beautiful garden and I'd always go in there and didn't give a shit about washing it didn't get nothing right off the plant eat it right on top of that I never wore shoes because I just liked to not have shoes on and run around in the dirt I was never afraid of mud I was constantly climbing trees and making friends with the neighborhood animals if you will (laughs) and I think that there are so many ideologies of what it is to be a green witch or what it is to be a practitioner of green magic in any way because everybody has this idea that we need to be like the Baba Yaga living deep inside of a forest in a chicken hut where (laughs) 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 fucking chicken legs in a chicken leg hut right (laughs) (laughs) scuttling i fucking every time i think of that i just think of the millions of little chicken legs scuttling it along (laughs) rather than the one giant pair of chicken legs that it really was millions of regular size (laughs) chicken chicken legs legs. (laughs) but this is my point is The modern witch, we don't live in the middle of the woods. We don't not wear... We often have full-time jobs. Yeah, we have full-time jobs. We don't wear threads that we weaved ourselves. We don't have... Well, some people do. Some people do, but but. the the average person. The average person. So, like I said, I kind of transitioned from this childhood... I don't know what you want to call it. This childhood fantasy that I was in some way connected to the earth. Like we've talked about it before. I I would go outside during storms and I would pretend that I was like creating the storm. And it was like you could feel the power and the energy of this storm inside of you. And I think I transitioned that into adulthood. You kind of grow up and you're kind of told to do what you want. Like you have to go out, you get an education, you get an office job, you do da 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 da. 
And I'd say in my adolescence to young adult life, I kind of lost that connection a little bit with nature and recently have been finding again through green witchcraft. So kind of as I got older, I found I found that I um so I think I've talked about this before, but I had this whole ideology of that all of these material things were supposed to make me happy. And then yeah. I attained them. And I was like, I'm fucking sad still. So <laughs> things don't make you happy? <laughs> yeah. What? So then I was like, okay, well, let's take it back to basics. Let's go back to when I was a kid. What made me happy? Because I was a happy fucking kid. Yeah. I was such a happy kid. And I was like, well, I loved like playing in the dirt and being outside and like fucking around with plants. So a few years ago, I was like, well, I'll put a few plants in the house. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> that was before you moved into your old, your own house. Exactly. And I remember I came over one day and it was like in the basement. You're like, can I show you my plants? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me your plants. Yeah. <laughs> I was living in the basement of my mother-in-law's house. We go into the basement and you have this whole fucking like light set up greenhouse like, little greenhouse setup little thing set up you've got like the plastic on top with the fucking <laughs> yes you're like this is mint yeah <laughs> this is chocolate mint this is, this I, is orange mint this is strawberry like, mint why are you growing so many fucking mints bro <laughs> i had so much stuff it's unreal <laughs> you had so many things but yeah. like also like so many mints specifically i did have a lot of mint i really like mint you really got into mints <laughs> really, for a while there for like two straight years i grew like i don't know like 10 different varieties of mint <laughs> Like and I just put them in my water. I literally yeah. would just crush it and put it in water. And I was like, mm, chocolatey. <laughs> like, so we have a mojito. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what are we doing? I got real. You're right. I really did get into mint there for a while. <laughs> I loved it. I don't know why. Sorry to interject on but that. But it smells like, great too when you're growing great. it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I can fuck with some mint. I really can. But like. Yeah. Well, and was, here's the thing. I- the reason I got into gardening at that time. So. This is kind of like my my venture back into my adulthood obsession with plants is that I was living with my 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 spouse Alex and in his mother's basement and at the time his brother was dating a girl who we're going to call Ashley for the sake of this uh, story. So my brother-in-law and Ashley were in a very toxic relationship like it just <sighs> There was so many things wrong with that, with the whole scenario and the whole situation. And it just became more and more toxic to the point where like the living quarters were like this, like, like a war zone. Yeah. Tense war zone where it was like her and my mother-in-law did not fucking get along at all, at all. And it just caused so much tension between Alex and his brother and mom and it was just it was a shit it was shit it was Mm -hmm. shit and I was working full-time and I was in school full-time which was great because I was gone out of the house like 12 hours a day (laughs) the other like eight and then add another eight on there for like sleeping maybe for 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 sleeping so I had to figure out it just got became so stressful and it was like I started feeling like physically sick from all of the stress Mm -hmm. of living in that situation 
And I did some Googling one day and I was like, ways to reduce stress. And like the number one way was gardening. gardening. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try my hand at gardening. And I went crazy. And I had, you remember that summer? I had, I don't know, 40 different types of plants. We were supposed to hang out one day. And <laughs> I call you, you weren't answering because you struggle with answering your phone sometimes. <laughs> Always. Is- Always. which i've i've come to learn i've and, gotten better and i understand yes you have <laughs> you definitely have i think the addition of an apple watch has changed a lot of things for you yes um <laughs> it's my problem is i don't know where my phone is 95 percent of the time i know, I know. so so there's a, there was a time we were supposed to hang out i hadn't heard from you yet that day uh like mm, i'm just gonna show up at her house yeah so <laughs> got in the car ripped on over you weren't there so I like did the loop of the neighborhood and like drove by again, which sounds so creepy. But if you understand our friendship, like that's just who I that's, am as a person. That's also just what we did. Yeah. And so I like did a loop of the neighborhood and drove by again. And there you were unloading shit from your fucking car. <laughs> I pulled up. I was like, hey, what you doing? What's up, bud? And you're like, I'm making potato gardens. <laughs> I was. I knew exactly what you were going to say. So here's the thing. At my mother-in-law's place, she had said, you're more than welcome to grow all these plants. And Alex got really into it with me. And yeah. he was like, so we were going to grow all these plants. She said, no problem. You can grow all these plants and use, because she has a huge backyard, beautiful big backyard. Her one stipulation was, don't put shit in the ground. Exactly. You yeah. cannot put anything in the ground. So I was like, fuck it. I will make like a pot garden. And I put everything <laughs> in pots. And I spent so much fucking money on pots holly and i have so many pots to this day i have so many fucking pots like anybody needs pots you let me know i got a lot i could use some pots i will give you some pots great i have probably easily container gardening 40 under my deck right now slick unreal because i have a massive (laughs) garden in our our house yeah so we have a big garden anymore i don't really use the pots anymore so anyways i remember because i'm like okay i'll build this and i really want it potatoes for some reason so i was like what am i gonna do i went and got those fucking totes totes, those big totes (laughs) and i drilled holes in the bottom and i built a whole stand for them to go on yep yeah and you just kind of hung out with me while i built this fucking potato garden (laughs) yeah that was a great saturday spent (laughs) that was a saturday well spent with you wonderful (laughs) i had a blast and i still have all of those containers for that potato (laughs) garden that i used to hold pots now it's fine (laughs) and dirt yeah so fucking hilarious i like (laughs) i got (laughs) dude i got so into gardening it was outrageous and then it turned into indoor plants because the winter hit i had a wonderful summer we had all of these plants you remember that tomato tree yeah i had that you had so i had a tomato plant that grew at the end of the summer when i had to cut it down it was nine feet tall it was massive it had we probably got like over a thousand tomatoes off of that one plant you should have turned your green thumb towards the green you know what i'm saying (laughs) i really want to bank on that i probably like i'm not gonna lie i think i might try my hand at it just because i'm pretty good with plants it's legal now it is legal legal. i think you're allowed to grow four plants per household yeah yeah so i think i might try it just because i do have a green thumb hey if you do can you grow a plant that's like cbd specific for you yeah for i me. sure can <laughs> I, I will do that i've been going to, to the to the stores nearby and i'm yeah. like do y'all have any cbd pre-rolls and everyone's like oh i have his balance i'm like man fuck i don't want the thc i just yeah, want at the all. cbd please yeah. like well if i do i will grow a cbd plant just for ah, you i would love that okay <laughs> so 
cut to end of that summer winter hits and I'm like sweet now I don't have any plants and I'm still in this like chaotically stressful situation nothing is green (laughs) yeah so now (laughs) it's bleak outside it's bleak inside (laughs) I'm like what do I do I'll grow mint in this ratchet ass greenhouse (laughs) I made out of a Walmart shelf and saran wrap (laughs) That's some lights I found on sale at Home Depot. Do you want to see my plants? Yeah. You want to see my plants? I'm so proud of them. I still am. So I'm proud of you. But I still can look back on that and realize how fucking hilarious it was. I was so proud of them. Like a proud mother. I was like, they're sprouting. Look. I'm like, I, and all you labeled it because you knew what they were all yeah. were, but like you labeled different variations. So you like chocolate, orange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the mint. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? You're growing chocolate? And you're like, no, it's chocolate mint. And I'm like, oh, they fucking make like, what? <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> Never fucking heard of that in my life. Amazing. I was like, orange mint? I can't imagine that's good. It's delicious. Because, I mean, have you ever had orange juice after brushing your teeth? Awful. (laughs) (laughs) Orange mint is totally different. Okay, well, that's good. (laughs) At least there's that. It just has more of that, like, citrus bite. It's not Mm, necessarily orange. It's just kind of that citrus. But it's good. Anyway. I know nothing about herbs. (laughs) Teach me. (laughs) So then my obsession turned into herbs. Because I was like, I can grow herbs all winter. And then I went and bought Smart Gardens. Those yes, I remember big that. Yeah, yeah, click yeah. and grow smart gardens. Yeah. Those which arrow gardens or whatever the fuck. Were very fucking expensive when yep. they first came out. Now they sell at IKEA for like $99, but when I bought them, they were like $350. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> and I have two of them. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I got I went a little crazy. So I had these like smart gardens. I grew herbs year round and I got like really into mint and like parsley and rosemary and all of these things <laughs> and it brought me so much joy and then it turned into house plants and we got our house and I was like oh fucking a I have like 2,000 square feet of plant real estate at this point yeah. now <laughs> yeah and have proceeded to fill my house with plants for the last four years but the last two years has been kind of my or maybe year I'd say year and a half has been my adventure into green witchcraft and growing specific types of plants and specific types of herbs for their magical and medicinal uses yeah as well as like i also don't want to pay for parsley at the grocery store anymore so i just grow it myself (laughs) because i'm overpaying for it wrong with that yeah i'm overpaying for it i'm like fuck you i'm not (laughs) not doing it i don't fucking do garnishes so i don't (laughs) i don't garnish (laughs) I mean, no. I'm, I'm a vegetarian, so literally all I eat is plants. <laughs> so growing them Fair for yourself point. is helpful when that's all you eat. <laughs> I literally ate matzo sticks and chicken nuggies for dinner today. So like, <laughs> Amazing. I, I cannot judge anyone's diet. Not whatsoever. Hilarious. But... I will tell you this, though. I had a lot of reservations when I first started learning about green witchcraft because I I believe these, like, myths about green witchcraft and about... About who, green witchcraft or just witchcraft in particular? Green witchcraft. Okay. Like, I mean, I had my reservations about witchcraft, which we've talked about. And yeah, yeah, yeah. My myths about it. But then when I had kind of gotten over that and was like, okay, where do I fit into this whole, you know, world of witchcraft and whatever... 
And I started looking into green witchcraft. And then I was like, oh, but I don't live in this specific type of place. And I don't fit this like specific type of aesthetic. And I don't, blah, 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 right? Your house isn't cottagecore aesthetic? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> like 0%. And this is the thing is like, I, I was at this crossroad of like, oh, there's this whole like, aesthetic and lifestyle that goes with green witchcraft but i still like like modern aesthetic yes yeah very clean very yeah. modern like show home style yeah <laughs> if you will but i still like there to be life and like natural elements in everything yeah so i i had all these like myths and reservations about what green witchcraft was which like as I'm still learning about it, I'm like, oh, none of this is true. No. And none of this even means anything. So, yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm going to read to you from a book here that I really love. I got for Christmas from our mutual witchy friend Kaylee. Ooh. And it's called The Green Witchcraft, A Practical Guide to Discovering the Magic of Plants, Herbs, Crystals, and Beyond by Paige Vanderbeck. Ooh. And Miss Vanderbeck, well, I'm not even going to say Miss because I don't know if she's a Miss. So Paige Vanderbeck has this way of describing green witchcraft that I thought was just perfect it, as a way to describe who can use it, where it can be used, how it can be used. Okay. So she says, one of the first things I learned about real witchcraft was that it was a path for those who wanted to live in harmony with the earth. Those who wanted to grow and harvest plants for magic and medicine and to honor the spirits of the trees, the animals, and even the rocks around them. Green witchcraft is a guide to creating a relationship with all things natural and supernatural and for harnessing that energy in a way that can affect your everyday life. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like nothing else. There's no other rules than just trying to use the natural world around you instead of taking everything that we do from this earth and like without any regard yeah. for what it is. Instead, we're just trying to live in balance. Yeah. You can still live in the modern world, but have a natural outlook, if that makes any sense. Exactly. Right. So I was like, that's really cool. And I like that. So speaking of like myths around green magic, I thought we would go into some common myths and dispel them here together. Ooh, okay. Okay. So one of the most common myths about green magic is you can't practice green witchcraft if you live or work in a city. Oh, well, that's... Which that's is not just correct. not true. You make your own rules for your own craft. Yeah. Right? Again, we're not Baba Yaga. We've come a long way you since... You don't need to be some forest hag. <laughs> no, you didn't. Exactly. <laughs> We've come a long way since Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> so... You don't need to be a solitary... I mean, like, here's the thing. I'm in a solitary house in the forest. You are... <laughs> Shit. Am I Baba Yaga? You Where's are the, the Baba chicken? Yaga. <laughs> you just hear scuttling from through the windows. But... My house is just slowly rotating. <laughs> you just can't tell. <laughs> just, it's like the LaRonde. <laughs> slow, <laughs> slowly spinning at yeah. a rate that you just can't tell. <laughs> yeah, it is actually just millions of chicken feet scuttling. <laughs> gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we are modern people. And if that means you don't have the space to have a massive garden... 
you can container garden. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. You can absolutely use hydroponics or vertical gardening or even just like a few mason jars in a window. You know, if you buy green onions from the grocery store and use them, pop the little white parts with the roots in a clear see through container, put that bad boy in a window and in another like week, you'll have brand new green onions. Also, I mean, like there are so many benefits to growing your own things that I mean, at least here in Canada, like we had some really serious droughts this year. And so our crops weren't great. Additionally, we had a massive, massive flood in British Columbia that like cut off basically a trade, a major trade route from the ocean to the rest of Canada and has caused the cause some problems. And it's caused the cost of food to be astronomical. The cost of food was already going up too. And then this happened. It was like, (laughs) catapult. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Goodbye, stair climber. Hello, catapult. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I I, I went to the grocery store the other day and I paid $3 for a single tomato. And I was like, no, nope. So I've decided I'm going to build a vertical garden in my house. I was going to (laughs) say, but like, wait, how do you pollinate it? With cotton. Oh, okay. Cotton. You just take a little cotton ball and you just... Because, like, the flowers need to be pollinated yep. to produce fruit, don't they? Yeah, so if you just use, like, a cotton ball and you can, like, you can just pollinate your flowers that way. Just... Okay. And you just tap all the flowers. Because the cotton is kind of, like, it traps the pollen in it. And then you can just... Or even, like, a Q-tip if the flowers are really small. Cool. But that's what I've done always. Cool. And it's worked. So, works for me. I would love to have, like, a nice, massive garden here. Um... Oh, but we then, will. We will. But like, I don't know how to fucking store shit. So like, you're going to have to teach me. I will. Like, I'll teach you everything. Because like, Dude, I buy a bag let- of potatoes and that shit goes bad in the, within a month. And I'm like, yep. how the fuck am I supposed to store? How the <laughs> plants and, and create all this tomato yep. or potatoes for, you know, for the years. Yeah. It's supposed to last you till harvest next year. But it's like, yep. how? How the fuck? Dark and cold, my dude. Put them in a box. Put a piece of uh, p- a newspaper over top of it. Yeah. And then put them in your basement. And they'll stay. I kept potatoes for like, I can keep potatoes, I don't know, like two months at a time. Like my potatoes always start to sprout. They always sprout. Oh, yeah. You can just rip those eyes off. Pull them off and eat them still. Really? I yeah. read that once the eyes happen, they turn toxic. No, only if there's green around it. So if the potato, uh, like if you cut it and the white flesh of the potato is turned green, then you can't eat it. Okay. Yeah. So don't eat the green. Don't eat green potatoes. No, it'll make you sick. You'll shit through the eye of a needle for days. (laughs) Through the eye of a potato. Through the eye of a potato. (laughs) Yeah, you will shit through the eye of a potato. (laughs) Through the eyes of potatoes. (laughs) You are fucking ridiculous. Sarah McLaughlin over here. Felt like I was in a fucking animal shelter ad there for a second. Okay, calm down here. <laughs> so it's not that awful. No, I'm saying the Sarah McLaughlin song is always used in like sad oh, commercials. Like, in, in the arms of an angel. It's like starving children and shit. True that. True yeah. that. True that. True that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the second myth is I believe in Western medicine and science. So I can't believe in plant magic. 
which is false. I also believe in Western medicine and science and green witchcraft is not about thinking everything is fixable with an ointment or a tincture. Exactly. And like a lot of modern medicine and a lot of science honestly can have roots in herbology herbology, right or yeah exactly and that's the thing is like you can still protect yourself with vaccines and what's called mother's wart right so mother's wart helps to heal physical and emotional illnesses and it's like a common herb that's used in healing but it's also important to be vaccinated yeah you know you can you can remedy cancer symptoms with medical marijuana it's not going to fix cancer. No, you it's still not get need rid of it. chemotherapy and you still need radiation and treatment from mes- Western medicine. If you get the chicken pox, you can still treat it with, you know, uh, calamine lotion. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's natural. Yeah, right. It is. Absolutely. But, uh, you know what's better than doing that? Vaccine. Preventing it. Yeah. <laughs> with the vaccine. So <laughs> and that's the thing is that. Green witchcraft is not saying that you cannot believe in science or that you can't believe in Western medicine or have this like modern outlook. What it's saying is that we can live in balance. Yeah. You don't need to take big pharma medication for every tiny little thing that happens. But there are instances and cases where it's important. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's not Tylenol for every headache. No. But Western medicine <laughs> and green witchcraft are not mutually exclusive. No. <laughs> so you can believe in both. And then the last one that I think is very, very common myth is I don't have a green thumb. I can't keep plants alive, which I hear from so many people. Myself included. Yes. And so I have many- two succulents fucking dying right now. <laughs> I'll look at them before I leave. They're they're <laughs> reaching for sun and I have them in a south facing window. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> we'll take a look at them. <laughs> so never seen a succulent get fucking six inches tall. <laughs> so a fucking inch around. Yeah, dude. <laughs> they do. They do succulents do weird fucking things, man. They do weird things. I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> So you don't have to grow your own plants to work with plants. That's the thing. That's true. You can just use herbs. Exactly. Well, you don't even have to grow your own herbs. You can go to your local grocery store and you can pick up a bag of bay leaf. You can pick up a bag of basil. You can pick up mint (laughs) if you want. (laughs) You can get um, fresh, like you can get like living lettuce and stuff. You can get living um dill and rosemary that there's like the poultry mix yeah it's got like rosemary and other things that i can't think of yeah no exactly so So there are there are so many ways that you can work with plants without having to grow your own growing your own plants is just one way that practitioners connect with nature through their craft yeah exactly. it's just one way that they decide to do it so growing and harvesting is just one option of working with green magic so Maybe you can't grow them, but you're a really skilled cook who can make beautiful plant-based meals or you can use the herbs in your food or maybe you're really good at herb combinations and you can make beautiful teas out of them, right? Okay, yeah. So that's another way that you can use plants in your craft that doesn't require you to grow them, Mm. right? Or maybe you're a really skilled photographer who's super inspired by nature 
and you spend a lot of time in nature, that can be the core of your practice. Oh, cool. So yeah. you don't even really need... Okay, neat. Yeah. Or here's another one. Maybe you're a really great artist and you can paint really realistic, lifelike plants, right? Some Bob Ross level shit. Bob Ross level shit, dude. Exactly. <laughs> so... Happy little trees. Yeah. So growing your own plants is not the only version of witchcraft or the only way of connecting with nature through your craft. There's so many separate options and so many different ways that you can incorporate it into into your practice mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to just be this one finite, you know, pathway. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So no matter what you choose to work or how you choose to work with plants as long as nature is at the center of your practice that's what's important in green witchcraft right not just growing and harvesting yeah exactly so there are some important things to consider in when we talk about witchcraft green witchcraft and plant magic so although there are no rules in green witchcraft it's just as important to understand the science behind these tools as it is their magical purpose and use. Ooh, okay. So some things to consider. Learn things like herbology or geology or botany, right? Get a good idea of plant life cycles and harvesting cycles and what it takes for these plants to grow or what they don't take. Because if you interrupt plants in a cycle, you could do some serious damage to the ecosphere that they are living in if you harvest at the wrong time right so it's always important to know the science and the properties behind these plants before you just start grabbing them and thinking oh well basil's used for this and that's used for that right like you you should know a little bit around it now if you don't have the capacity to enroll yourself in some of these classes there are always free online tools yeah. Right. There's Google lots is of books available. There's tons of books that you can buy at local bookstores that are relatively cheap. Another option is join your local community gardens. Right. Ooh, There's usually okay, yeah. community gardens. And a lot of the time these community gardens are run by people who are very well versed in gardening and just plants in general. Yeah. So there's you have a multitude of things to learn from the people that run these operations. Um, there's also something called wild crafting groups, which I think are super interesting. Do they go like out into the forest and like collect stuff forage from nature? Exactly. Like, cool, 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 so cool. wild crafting is like going out into your local forests or wherever as a group and you forage different types of plants that you can find and then you build your craft based on what's available to you. Huh. Yeah. So okay. see if there are local uh, wild crafting groups near you or at least wild crafting groups on I mean Facebook is a wonderful tool Instagram is a wonderful tool it can access to people all over the world so maybe if you just want to watch somebody who's really good at foraging or Mm -hmm. wants to tell you information about these plants check them out always be careful when you're foraging yes and that leads me to my last point here is that remember to do your research on the plants you're interested in And also make sure you're not interrupting the ecosphere that you're harvesting from. There are endangered plants that a lot of people use. And it's important to make sure that we are not over harvesting. It's important to make sure that we are not going on to protected land and taking items from protected or sacred land. It's also important to make sure you're not harvesting 
poisonous mushrooms for consumption. Exactly. Yeah. Because there are some mushrooms that are perfectly safe to eat and some that are very poisonous and they look very similar. Yes. So it's important. <laughs> it's important that if you are wild crafting and if you're wild crafting for consumption purposes, not just because here's the thing. Plants are not just used in consumption. They can be used in spell jars. They can be used in uh, creating like a potpourri for your house. They can be used as incense. They can be used for cleansing purposes. They can be used for healing purposes. They can be used for bath magic, right? Yeah. And this, this is why I kind of wanted to do this episode is because I found that green magic fit into every category that we talked about two weeks ago and mm-hmm. none of them at the same time. Yeah. Where sorcery uses it. Mysticism, like shamans, they use plant magic to create the basis of of what they consume to get themselves into that elevated state of being, if you will. Right? Ayahuasca. Yeah, ayahuasca, right? That's or all natural. Yeah. yeah, or medicinal um, mushroom usage, right? Yep. Microdosing. Right. So it also falls into divination. There are lots of of plants and tinctures that are believed to have psychic capacities and help raise your psychic abilities before your practice. That's cool. Yeah, I uh, I put some in here for you later so that we can go through them because <laughs> I knew you'd be interested. Of course I am. <laughs> right. So as, as terrified as I am of, of what's across the veil, I'm also like, Tell me Let more. Me in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? That's why I thought it was super interesting to do an episode about it because I was like, I was trying to see what pillar this would have fit into. And I was like, well, really all of them, but none of them. Because it's, this is the hard part about doing an episode like we did two weeks ago is that there are so many types of magic and so many different practices that it's very hard to narrow it down to these are the eight types or these are the 10 types of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. Oh, it's like nearly impossible. Right. But those were the most common. But I think green magic kind of is a standalone property. Right. Like it's, it's a standalone it's 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 one thing and all things at the same time. Yeah, the alpha yeah. and the omega. No, I just <laughs> just kidding. But and the thing about green witchcraft too is it's not just plants that we're talking about here. That also includes stones and crystals. It includes f- flowers. It includes animals. So would you call it plant magic or would you call it more earth magic? I would call it earth magic. Yeah. Um, or just green magic. I think green magic. Yeah. And it's very much almost like nature magic. Yes. Nature magic. Exactly. Right. It's very natural. Um, a lot of times you will see in green witchcraft too, the, the pentagram shows up a lot because the pentagram as we've talked about before is representative of the five elements. Yes. Right. So you have fire, earth, water, air and spirit right the five points of the pentacle so a lot of green magic incorporates the use of the pentacle because it's elemental magic it's natural magic it's uh plant magic like it it just kind of encompasses everything cool so it's just very interesting so i was like i just really wanted to do something on it because i was like really interested by it yeah (laughs) so yeah, that's kind of like the fundamentals and the basis of everything. But now I'm going to get into some pretty cool different types of types of plants. 
and their properties. The first ones we're going to start with here are... So what are we doing here? Just the different types of herbs. I'm going to tell you about a bunch of cool herbs. Cool. And a different cool, powerful plants. I like it. All right. So to move into it, I'm going to tell you about some really cool plants that I really like uh, and what their magical purposes are. Yes. Right. And a lot of these I did try and find very common, common, commonly found herbs, commonly found things so that if anybody is interested in getting some of these, picking some of them up, absolutely can. And you don't have to worry about, I don't know where to find Wolfsbane. Yeah. Yeah. You could pay me a million dollars right now to produce you Wolfsbane and I would have no fucking clue. (laughs) Not a fucking clue. Vervain? Where the fuck do you go for Vervain? I don't fucking know. I know these are real things. I know they're really, really used... (laughs) They're expensive, but you can find them. But there's plant shops. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Fresh vervain. What the fuck does that look like? I couldn't tell you. That shit could be growing outside my fucking door. And I'd be like, it's a weed. It's a weed. (laughs) You're hilarious. I have no idea how to identify plants. Sorry to go on a fucking rant. No, you're good. But like, not a fucking clue. That's fair. A lot of people don't. Like a lot, do you know how many times I've had people like come in or I've asked, you know, if someone's coming over, oh, can, do you need me to pick anything up? I'm like, oh yeah, pick up like some fresh parsley and they come over and they're like, here you go. And I'm like, this is cilantro. And I fucking hate cilantro. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing so, worse than asking for parsley and giving, getting, getting cilantro. <laughs> exactly. Because cilantro looks exactly like flat leaf parsley. And so it tastes like shit. <laughs> to some. I myself love cilantro. I have that genetic thing where it just tastes like fucking soap. Yes. Alex also has it. So he fucking hates cilantro. So I can never cook with it. But Alex also doesn't like green peppers. And I fucking love green peppers. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't like bell peppers in just general. In general. Yeah. Just doesn't like bell peppers in general. Michael eats red peppers, orange peppers, and yellow peppers. Yeah. Specifically refuses green pe- green peppers. I love green peppers fuck me up some pizza with some green peppers Ooh, i got a quick story about green peppers if you want to hear it yeah. we went to cuba and i got real fucking sick because i ate some rotten asparagus mm. and it was not good anyways ended up getting real sick shitting through the eye of a potato and <laughs> i was just like i was unable to eat anything and keep it down yeah the only thing i could eat was green pepper raw green pepper and this weird like tzatziki dip thing that the hotel had so for three straight days all i ate was green pepper with tzatziki sauce for three days straight because i was like this is all that i can keep down oh no (laughs) but i'm not mad about it because i love green pepper i love green pepper too but i don't love green pepper that much oh i do i could eat that shit like a fucking apple (laughs) i just like it on my pizzas yeah that's fair that's fair. <laughs> Maybe in my fajitas. <laughs> fajitas. Fajitas. <laughs> okay. So let's not go there. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start Marijuana. <laughs> Marijuana. So we're going to start off with plants that are typically used in healing. So these plants all have different types of healing properties. So first one we're going to start with is basil. Ooh. So basil's magical use is 
It's one of the first herbs recommended to new witches because it's easy to grow, easy to harvest, easy to buy and sell. Um, and it's useful, super useful. And it can, it's super common in a lot of different yeah. types of magic. So there's, there's many sp- like incantation spells, whatever that use, use it, right? Absolutely. So one really cool magical use of basil is if you keep the basil plant by your door to ensure that you always look your best when you leave the house. I'm not 100% sure. How does that work? How? I don't know. Maybe. I guess that's why it's magic. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and it's just, the thing is, is basil's just very easy. Ba- basil's yeah. easy to find. It's super common. It can be used in spell jars. It's got good energy. It also typically helps attract positive energy. Oh, it's nice. good. It's good. Um, it's a commonly used herb in attracting money as well as attracting oh. like love. Okay. Yeah, so There's many good properties. To lots it. of good properties yeah. of of using um, basil. All right, the next but, one. Sorry, go ahead. One last thing. Do you remember basil? My uncle's dog. Your basil. uncle's dog. Yeah, a little sunshine. There's another thing that was great about basil is it was the greatest golden retriever I've ever met. Oh, he was such a good boy. He was the bestest <laughs> boy. Do you remember he would like get He'd grab your shoes and bring them to you? <laughs> He's just get so excited. He'd just grab your shoes. His whole body would be wagging. Like yeah. it'd be like a little little snake slithering back and forth looking at him from above. <laughs> with a fucking shoe in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he was so sweet. That dog, unreal. My I, there is quite a few pictures of me as a kid. Yeah. Asleep on Basil. Yeah. Basil like, was such a good boy. He was oh, one of the best dogs to ever grace this earth. Yeah. <laughs> sweet boy he's he's been passed for a while now but he's such a sweet boy he was such a good boy so the next one i'm going to talk about is catnip oh okay yeah i thought you might like this because you have catnip (laughs) they fucking love catnip so catnip is all about the moon the night and fantasy it's great in teas baths incense and smoking blends to attract love make you more charming to others or put you in the right mindset for magic Catnip can help harness the magic of cats and attract your familiar animal. <laughs> um, I could not imagine using catnip in the bath. <laughs> no, I could not. <laughs> could not imagine doing that because all I can picture is Serena just being like, oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> dive in. <laughs> Well, typically when when we're talking about bath magic, bath magic is usually like a combination. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't just be like pure catnip that you'd throw in there. It would probably be like with different types of flowers and other blends. But yeah, I could see your cats going fucking wild if you put catnip in a bathtub. They love catnip. Serena... So Ignacio's more of a catnip guy. Serena's more of a honeysuckle kind of girl. Oh, So like... Well, Ignacio... Big old be bubs. all over that. Yeah, big old shit. bubba's. He'd be all over it. <laughs> so the last one I'm gonna talk about is a little bit of a less commonly found herb. Okay. But it's very interesting and I like it a lot. And it's called motherwort. Okay. So motherwort is the mom of magical of the magical plant world. It's nurturing, healing, and empowering energy is great in baths magical bags and incense use it in spells to heal physical and emotional illness and make those suffering feel less alone so really interesting if you're feeling you know if you want to cleanse your space if you want to you know use it in a bath if Hmm. you want to use it as an incense and maybe 
remind you of somebody or put your intent into it while you're burning. Yeah. Make your space feel more full. It was just really interesting. I thought that one was really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I do have one more. And just because we fucking talked about it so much, I'm going to do it for healing plants. Okay. Yeah. Can you guess what it is? What? Mint. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So mint. Uh, Through eat, though each mint has its own properties, they all share the connections to money and prosperity, travel and communication. You can use mint fresh, dried, or in oil form in everything from baths to incense to room sprays. Some mints have a strong methanol aroma, which is great for removing spiritual and emotional blockages that are kept that are keeping your intentions from coming to fruition. So one of the a common thing that I found people use mint for is they turn it into a spray, like a room spray. Yeah. And they will spray a room before a tarot reading to help remove any type of blockage, to remove energy from a previous reading, to kind of like clear the space a little bit. I could definitely um, see myself like extracting like the... The oil? The oil of mint and like mixing that into a spray. Even like a diffuser. Mm -hmm. You can mix the oil into a diffuser. Well, I use uh, peppermint... Yeah. essential oil with water in a yeah. spray bottle in the summertime when a wasp flies at me oh. hit that fucker with some peppermint spray they're gone <laughs> they don't get mad they just fucking leave yeah that's fair but- <laughs> so those are four that i thought were really interesting i also just kind of wanted to talk about mother's wart just because i thought it was cool and the fact that it was like the mother of magical plants i was like and that's cool also wart yeah <laughs> You're a child. No, just I am. I am fully. So honestly, truly, I'm. <laughs> I'm so, a wee little baby. <laughs> so the next <laughs> section of plants we're going to move on to are powerful mysticism plants, which Ooh. is I I think where you're really gonna love. It's the one that I want. The one that I really want. <laughs> so things that can help in psychic readings, connecting, mediumship. A little bit cool so we can this is how it again this is, this is how it relates to other types of magic is that it's your vibration and exactly shit. yeah so the first like one we're that. going to talk about is called mugwort one okay. more wart for another you. wart another we one wart <laughs> try to get that season assist another one another one another one <laughs> dj <So>. wartle <laughs> gross i really hate that <laughs> Wardle. <laughs> Not a fan. I think you need to go back to the drawing board with that one. Or <laughs> Tordle. Squirtle. I know. I know. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> uh, okay. So all of these readings, by the way, are coming from this Green Witch Craft book by Paige Vanderbeck. So you already said that. I'm just making sure. Okay. Putting We're it in there again. That. Yeah, yeah, re-upping yeah. that. That these are her words uh, from her book. That's wonderful. So if you're interested, get it. So for mugwort, she says, to me, there is no witchier magical herb than mugwort. It can be brewed into a tea or added to smoking blends to increase psychic awareness, bring on prophetic dreams and help you recall them. Mugwort is a talisman for safe travel, both in your walking life and in your dream life. Mugwort has long been used in traditional Chinese medicine to increase the flow of qi and certain parts of the body to facilitate healing through the process of mox, moxibustion, 
which entails what is that so it which entails heating plant material near or on the skin surface okay yeah so you heat up the plant close to your skin to to have to to uh, extract healing properties from it like steam correct steaming yes cool yeah so super interesting mugswort was super interesting that's a little bit less common the other two i have here are far more common so the first one is coffee oh your fave i love coffee (laughs) so talking about green bean coffee like green no coffee bean no just regular coffee bean great yep so your morning coffee is already a magical potion that energizes you and brings mental clarity adding whole coffee beans or even brewed coffee can help speed up any spells you're casting while helping you clarify your intentions. Ooh. If you don't enjoy drinking coffee, the plant can be grown inside and the leaves and flowers can be used for the same effect. Well, shit. Yeah. It's awesome. Super like interesting. Yeah. And I thought, well, coffee's really easy. You can get coffee beans anywhere. Mhm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good good stuff. I like that. The last one we're going to talk about that has these power like as a powerful plant is hemp Ooh, Ooh. which we've already talked about earlier in this episode <laughs> i'm gonna try my hand at growing so um, what <laughs> oh i did not understand what was happening i was like are you just grunting at me i was like what is fucking happening I'm still laughing at you mortal gross I really hate the the word wortle. I don't know why. Okay. So hemp, along with its psychoactive cousin, usually referred to as cannabis, is among the oldest industrial and spiritual crop in the world. Hemp seeds are still being found in ancient dig sites, and it seems that it was an important plant in funeral practices for saying goodbye and honoring the dead. Huh. Hemp and cannabis, where legal, can be used in your practice as the herbal equivalent of quartz crystal because their uses are endless and they take and they can take on any magical property you need them to. Uh, growing hemp around the home attracts money in abundance, clears negative energy, and encourages restful sleep and speedy healing. You need not ingest any... Um, like any of the psychoactive or non-psychoactive portions of hemp. Yeah, so like you don't need to, to no. ingest THC to receive the benefits of it, right? Exactly. That's why I, specifically, that is why I would like a CBD joint because like every now and then I want something to smoke. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Ever since I quit smoking cigarettes, it's like every now and then I'd be like, I could really use like a good, good throat hit right yeah. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fair <laughs> enough. That's totally fair. So, um, yeah, you don't need to ingest any of it to work with its energy if it's not right for you. Yeah. Right. Um, hemp on its own can be used dried in an incense and herbal blends and as a magical rope or twine. Yeah. Right. So it has lots of different options. Additionally, hemp seed hearts are tasty and nutritionally dense and can be added to almost any food. I myself love, they're called hemp hearts, Mm -hmm. like the seeds. I myself love hemp hearts. Yeah, I eat them. Slap that shit in <sighs> salads. Smoothies. Slap that shit in um, overnight oats. Yeah, overnight oats. I put it in smoothies. Hell yeah. I, I put I put hemp hearts in so much stuff because as a vegetarian, like getting my protein. Yeah, it's is, big. Yeah, so I get it a lot from seeds and nuts and legumes and things like that. So hemp hearts are seriously, seriously nutritious. If you're yeah. considering 
not not going vegetarian, but maybe cutting down or on just meat consumption. And you want if you're considering upping your protein intake too. Yeah, right? hemp, add that hemp, shit in. Yeah, hemp hearts are a great way to get extra protein and, and nutrition into your diet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the psychoactive cannabis has been used in meditation, love, and sex magic, and communication with spirits since ancient times. It's currently used as a powerful and multi-purpose medicine. So. Off topic, not yeah. off topic, off off the record. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know you can get CBD lube at the? <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I saw that. Well, uh, so I think you maybe told me already. Crazy. Hey? I would like to try that in terms yeah? of like cannabis with sex magic. Ooh, I think it'd be hold interesting. Hold the fuck up, right? Yeah. Hold the fuck up. Yeah, I would be interested. <laughs> Why not? Right? Why not? I used a CBD bath bomb for the first time. I have one lined ago? up. I'm probably going to have a bath after you oh, leave. I'm so excited. Right? I, it was unreal. <laughs> like, it's so relaxing. It's so relaxing. I Seriously. I, okay. So uh, for Christmas, I got a bath tray. This really cool bath tray. I'm jealous. I want a bath tray so fucking bad. Do you? I'll get yes. you one. I found. It a, needs to be long enough to go across my bathtub. And my bathtub is send me a, your me- send a me, weird. Send me your measurements, bro. It's a weird length. Send me, send me how long it is. I found a, a, a ton on Amazon that are great. And this one, if you like it, I'll, uh, I bought it for myself, but Alex bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, I set up a bunch of candles. I poured myself a bath. I have, um, I have eucalyptus extract. Oh, nice. And I put a bunch of eucalyptus extract nice. in there and threw that bath bomb in and <laughs> oh i know Just and then i had a glass of wine right. and i read harry potter and i defos got drunk in the bathtub yeah <laughs> it was wonderful i don't know if i told you but the last bath i had where i spent three hours <laughs> you had your kettle and you were topping up yeah yeah i would run the kettle <laughs> yeah and uh, it, once it got a little cold i'd top it up with some some extra hot water <laughs> amazing I was listening to an audiobook and drinking smut. wine yeah. it was smut your it smut was book. pure smut yeah <laughs> i love it i and love it, it. Was fabulous i had yeah. the best bath that was probably one of the best baths i've ever had in my life yeah that's what i mean right so and dude incorporating plants or yeah. any type of green magic into your bath magic if you will yeah unreal Oh, unreal yeah. like Just elevates it i'm gonna have to get you some of this eucalyptus extract because it's incredible Ooh. the smell is divine i'm interested yeah i'll pick you up some next time i go and get some for myself i mostly like i will use like a cbd like a cannabis bath bomb like the one i have right now is half thc half cbd oh okay so you even get a bit of a body high <laughs> nice <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. No, just relax a little bit of a body high. Yeah. Which I'm good with, like, because I'm I just don't want like the THC like mental stimulation. Yes. Yep. Um, because that freaks me out a little bit. That's fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. It's 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 not right for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I, like absorbing it through a bath is a lot different than smoking a joint. Yeah, or right? eating it or, or exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So <laughs> it's just uh, so I would just like throw a CBD bath bomb in and I would also throw like a lush bath bomb in too for extra nice. potency and like. Nice. That sounds great. Oh, it's fabulous. <laughs> that sounds wonderful, actually. <laughs> I can't wait sounds to have a so bath good. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so changing gears from plants a little bit here, but still in the realm of green magic, I'm going to kind of go over some crystals, which we haven't really touched on yet. Okay. So 
I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about crystals and healing properties and what they stand that, for. That requires a standalone be, episode. Exactly. Yeah. But just for the sake of green magic and how crystals are used for the purpose of green magic, I'm going to go over a few common common crystals that you can buy from like local gem okay. and rock shops yeah. and how they're used in, in green magic. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is amethyst. My personal favorite. <laughs> I love amethyst so much. I have a little amethyst pendant directly to the right of me. Yeah, I have one at home too. <laughs> amethyst is, well, we both love purple as a yeah. color, just in general. So yeah. like, mm. amethyst fucking fills, shit. fills the bill. Yeah. <laughs> so aesthetically, am- it's our shit. And it's just beautiful. Also, the outside of amethyst, like the rock part of it is so fucking ugly. And then when you crack it open, it's just like, oh, yes, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> So amethyst, this purple variety of quartz, is often called the lavender of crystals because of its universal appeal and calming energy. Amethyst can help you get more restful sleep with fewer nightmares and open your mind to new thoughts during meditation. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the next one we're going to talk about here is... Sorry, one second. No. (laughs) <laughs> you don't get <laughs> fuck you is obsidian okay so obsidian is a protective healing and grounding stone yes this volcanic glass is carried and worn for personal power display in the heart of your home to harmonize the energy and is used for scrying and divination dope yeah so it can so be so if you get like really flat shiny obsidian you yes we're scrying exactly that's really fucking cool isn't it cool before. this is never why i wanted that. to to put it in here because yeah. i know that you were interested when we talked about the types of witches and and scrying was a practice that you were really interested in thought it was yeah. super cool so i was like how crazy would that be if you just had this like big piece of beautiful like polished reflective obsidian that you used for scrying instead of water dope amazing that's cool right i thought that was super super cool and then the last one i want to go over is moonstone because moonstone's also common so there are a few varieties of moonstone but the rainbow one is the most beautiful and the most powerful This crystal is a solid representation of the bright, shining full moon. It's intuitive, healing, and mysterious. It's also used as a talisman for traveling in the dark, across water, or anywhere you might need the moon to light the way for you. Sorry, I've never heard of a rainbow moonstone. No, they're beautiful. I've seen like the regular white moonstone. Yeah. And they're usually like cut into like a worry stone so you can rub it. Yep. Um, but I've never heard of rainbow moonstone, so I'm Google. I'm googling. Oh, it looks like an opal. Yeah, very similar to an opal. Cool. But it's very um reflective, so it's like depending on what angle you look at it from. Also, the the polishing that it goes through, whether it's like raw or polished, will also kind of change its effect. Yeah. Right. But I myself, I really like the look of raw rainbow moonstone. Okay. Super cool looking. Plus, it's got all of those like natural edges and jags in it. So like regardless of what angle in the light you're looking at it, it's really cool. Mm. Mm -hmm. I I see that. That's awesome. Right? So cool. So that's all I have for you today. Oh, that was awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, how would you feel about maybe doing a herb of the week? Fucking yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start like because there's. 
hundreds thousands of of herbs and their magical properties yeah i have so many yeah like there's a there was a whole list you could have gone over there's literally okay in this book alone there are let me just read these to you okay there are flourishing with flowers the power of plants healing with herbs and greens the wisdom of wood and the strength of stone and crystal yeah so listen everyone stay tuned for that that's something that's gonna be happening next week yeah yeah i'm in I love it. <laughs> You're talking to the right lady. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled my rubber arm on that one. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. I I know it was a bit of a less organized. I episode. love. I live for chaos. <laughs> so the a lot of the chaotic energy today was probably coming from me because <laughs> feeding off of one another, weren't we? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I love it's it. Fine. I'm a fucking mess. So <laughs> I'm learning to be, I'm learning to embrace my messy side. And I, I'm kind of living for it. Truly, uh, you've come to the best. <laughs> I've come to the right place, have I? Yeah. I've, I've been learning to embrace my, my chaos for a long time. And I, I do believe I'm a master at this yeah. point. Yeah. I, I will not argue you on that point at all. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's all fine. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us once again. We have a special guest coming to hang out with us next week. It's going to be so exciting. So our mutual friend, a person we've talked about on this podcast, like frequently a lot, the person who bought me this beautiful green witchcraft book for Christmas. Uh, our friend Kaylee is going to join us on the podcast next week and I think she's going to do a spooky tarot reading for us. She is going to do so a tarot reading for us, which will be really interesting. The OG uh, witchy woman that had introduced you to tarot to begin with. Witchcraft so in general. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Same. And you know what I love so much is that Kaylee loves reading for people she doesn't know as well. Oh, so she's going to love it. She's going to love reading for you. Yeah. Because she's, I don't think she's ever done a reading for nope. you before. Not so at all. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what she pulls for you. Ooh. Ooh. And then we got lots of really cool questions just about witchcraft in general for her and yeah. some of her stories and. She's got a ton of cool shit to tell us next week. So, so basically next week we're just going to be having a conversation. Yep. Um, about witchcraft and just witchy I'm, shit. I'm excited about that. It's going to be very. I think it's going to be very different from what we have done previously. Thus far. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm definitely super into having more guests on the show. So. I think it's important to have people because again, this podcast is all about learning. And figuring things out. And what better way to learn than from people. Someone that's already experienced this. Yes. And somebody that's been. their own way. Yeah. And somebody who's been practicing for years. Cool. So. But tune in next week to hear from our lovely witchy friend Kaylee and all of the interesting things she has to tell us. finally put a voice to the name because we talked about her enough. A lot. So. So it'll be really good. It'll be really good. I'm excited. In the interim, please don't forget to send in your own spooky stories. Yes, we're still waiting. We we need to get some of these coming in so that we can we would love to do a listeners episode where we just talk about you guys are lovely listeners that we love so much. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear all of your different stories. I can't wait to see what you guys have experienced. I am also super excited for you guys just to give us the Jeeps for like, like I want Tingly Poon. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Literally, yeah. it doesn't even have to be a ghost story. Send me the the fucking p- supernatural, paranormal, whatever the fuck shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. If it gives you ting, if it gives you the heebie-jeebies, it'll probably give us the tingly poon. Absolutely. And that's what we desire. That's what we're looking for. So haunted happenings, spooky seances, terrifying turbulations even if you just saw some weird shit down the street yeah shadows on the road and it doesn't even have to be your story if you know a story of a friend or a family member that you want to share just no creepypasta (laughs) you don't know what creepypasta is no i'm lost i'll tell you about it later okay deal but like no creepypasta we don't want that shit (laughs) okay we want the real stuff that actually happened oh okay okay is it like false creepypasta is like copy paste but scary stories oh cool it's like creepypasta copy paste uh, got it whatever yeah got it it's nonsense i don't want it yeah got it <laughs> okay perfect well <laughs> like slender man slender man's creepypasta oh okay like the story cool. of slender man <laughs> yeah 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 no we yeah. want personal experiences yeah. or close or like to your personal aunt. yeah right stories that have been passed on to you about creepy things that have you've experienced right oh Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks again so much. We appreciate it. We love you all. Um, also, please share, download. We're so close to Ooh, our 500. Give us a rating. Yeah. Please. The Spotify now allows ratings. I know most of our listeners are on Spotify. Therefore, yeah. we haven't really gotten any ratings because until recently, this, until recently, the only place to give a, a, a podcast a review or a rating was on Apple. I think Google um, as well, but google podcast is very infrequently used yeah yeah right spotify now it's a, it's a quick five star whatever three star rating <laughs> oh, suggestion much <laughs> sorry five it's, star motherfucker don't do it it is a quick star rating so you just click a button click whatever star value you want to give us yeah and uh it really and does done. help it, so. I, I know it maybe doesn't seem important but it really does help us yeah just to get us out there and you know uh also helps us suggested to, right? and it just helps us to to gauge where we're at on a personal level yeah right tell us if, if we suck then. if we have a one-star rating well then clearly we know we gotta fucking change something mm-hmm. something's <laughs> but, not right yeah but again share like comment do what you gotta do we are so 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 close to our 500 download mark and it's so exciting it's incredible it's so i still am fucking blown away that in like 90 days it really just feels unreal it feels unreal it does it's so crazy so thank you guys so much for sharing and liking and downloading and unreal thank you guys all so much we appreciate you we love you so many people like us yeah same (laughs) (laughs) i mean or do they who knows maybe we're just their cup of tea so yeah yeah like that yeah exactly so um again uh you can follow us on facebook at what up witches podcast on instagram at what up witches pod on twitter at what up witches which we're still trying to figure out i don't know if i like it i don't (laughs) we'll figure it out eventually oh also new thing is we're on good pods yep um where it's kind of neat you can stream our our episodes Mm -hmm. and it's also a social media's it's like platform. A, it's also a social platform too so yeah. you can talk with us on good pods i believe so we each have our own account on good pods <laughs> my account is holly what up witches <laughs> i went in a fucking totally different direction when creating my profile and i'm felicia the green because 
I was thinking like Gandalf the Grey. That's cool. I'll be Felicia the Green. And then Holly sent me her user handle, and I was like, well, that fucking makes sense. <laughs> So that's uh, that's the story behind that. In case you're like, why add us on Good Pods? That's where we're at. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for everything, and uh, tune in next week with our special guest. Stay spooky. Bye.